Hi, everybody. Welcome to the KPRC 2 Sports Podcast. This is episode number four. I'm Randy McAvoy alongside Ari Alexander. Good to see you again this week as we uh, dive into what's happening, the big sports news across H-Town. And uh, we've been not lacking on topics the last few, the first three episodes of this new podcast. By the way, we hope you're enjoying it. Uh, This is episode four, so we're approaching a month now of doing this. And Ari, we're going to spend a few minutes with the folks talking about the, what went down at the trade deadline with baseball. It got so much attention across the big leagues, definitely here in Houston with what GM James Click was going to do. And you know what? Big picture, they made moves, but they didn't give up a lot to get the reinforcements that came to, to Houston. And I was really happy about that. But let's open just general comments on on your thoughts, and we'll both weigh in on on the additions, starting with Trey Mancini. Yeah, largely I thought James Click did a good job, and unless you're super into these mid-level prospects, I think that they got really good value for what they gave up. And you got to keep in mind, yep. yes, the championship window for this team is going to be open for a while, but right now it's very open. This is potentially the best team in baseball, and you need to add pieces to make sure that you're over the top mm-hmm. in an ALCS against the Yankees in a potential – Mike here in the potential uh, World Series against any of these really good National League teams. Um, but we'll start with Mancini. I got to talk to him a little bit today uh, in, after the uh, game in the locker room. Hit his first home run already. Loves those Crawford boxes. That was really and, cool. He's, I think he's really going to like those. Who, who doesn't like – if you have a little power, right. who if, doesn't like the Crawford uh, boxes? You're a right-handed there. batter. Yeah, I mean, the, the book on him was he would have hit a bunch more bombs at Camden Yards if they didn't have that giant wall in his further back. And yep. he'd have like 20 home runs or something if he had played all of his games at Minute Maid. And so I think that he is going to really enjoy playing here. I think Astros fans are going to like him. He's just a very calm, nice guy, uh, beat cancer. He's got a great backstory. Right. Uh, Orioles fans love him, yeah. and you can see why. Sat out the 2020 season. I mean, it, I, I saw some of his comments. Uh, I don't know if you saw what he did in the clubhouse in Arlington when he got traded. They had a, they ran some from the, the Orioles broadcast. And, man, he couldn't say enough good things about I mean, he went through, let's face it, he went through a lot yeah. during that period. And he credited not only team doctors, but the training staff there with the Baltimore Orioles. And, I mean, he made sure that night, even though he was leaving the club, that he wanted to make sure they knew what what they all meant to him during that process. But, uh, man, you know what? We saw him in the clubhouse uh, uh, yesterday, and or I should say, what is today, Thursday or Wednesday? On Tuesday. Right? What's today? Thursday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. All these days are kind of mounting here. Uh, Yeah. So uh, Tuesday at Minute Maid, when he arrived, he was in uniform, just had a pinch hit appearance, but started Wednesday's game at Minute Maid, has a home run. But the cool thing that, and you've been around the team too, I love this Astros clubhouse because there's really no egos on this team. Uh, They're going to welcome him with open arms and he's going to fit right in. It's not going to take long for him to feel comfortable. He probably already does after two days meeting these guys. But he said he really didn't know a lot of the guys. He was familiar with, like, Stanek, I think, facing mm-hmm. him when Stanek was uh, in the AL East a little bit. But uh, he's getting to know some of these guys. But uh, I think he's going to be a good piece. You know, he's not the replacement for Yuli Gurriel, but Gurriel has struggled, but he's starting to show signs of life with a bat. But he's a good piece to have spelling Gurriel, can DH, can play a little outfield, especially because we don't know what's happening. I'm, I'm very concerned about Michael Brantley right now. 
Yeah, I mean, Brantley's still working out that shoulder, and he's, I think he uh, talked a little bit today, so I was reading some of the comments, yeah. that he's trying really hard to come back. and, and it Can't could, he swing a bat yet? I don't think so, no. Yeah. And it could be it could be a little longer term, and hopefully he's back by the playoffs. But if not, Trey Mancini is such a perfect move because he plays left, he yeah. plays first, he DHs, he can do a little bit of everything. He's decent against both righties and lefties. He fits a lot of needs. And uh, the early part of – I can get my – my notes here of uh, my deadline notes uh, out, but the early part of the, before the trade deadline happened, the Mets mm-hmm. were very strongly in on Mancini because he is a uh, rental. They found the prospect cost too high. Mm-hmm. Astros James Click swooped in. Uh, they made that three-team trade. They got really creative because the Orioles straight up did not need Jose Siri. But the Rays were really in on outfielders, and they got David Peralta, mm-hmm. and they needed a center fielder because all of their outfielders are hurt right now. Yeah, and Jose Siri was on their list, and they made it work. They had a little three-team trade. They flipped some prospects. Mancini goes to Houston. Houston gets rid of Siri, who was the odd man out in center field, and right. then the Rays get what they want. And so it ended up working out really well for for all these teams. But depth-wise, I think this really helps the offense. Uh, I think this helps like the length of the lineup. Because when you look at the 2019, I came here in 2019. So 2019 and 2021, mm-hmm. the teams that made to the World Series, one through seven, their offense is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Eight and nine, you had Chirinos and uh, Josh Reddick in 2019. Right. Last year, eight and nine was what, Maldonado and uh, Jake Myers before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I guess they were using McCormick and Siri at the end there. But one through seven, there were no weak spots whatsoever. Yuli had won the batting title last year. Correa was in mm-hmm. that lineup and Bregman and I know Bregman had the broken wrist that the secret broken wrist and but then there was, you know, Brantley and Altuve and everything. Like and then Springer in twenty nineteen. One through seven, it's like Springer, Altuve and Brantley and Bregman and Jordan and and it's terrifying. And uh and this is even before like Hal Tucker in twenty nineteen, right? <laughs> so for a long time the Astros have only had two real weak spots in the lineup at eight and nine. One through seven, they've been the best in baseball for like four straight years. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what helps with Trey Mancini because now you can have seven consecutive good hitters. You're putting maybe no, McCormick. No weak links. No weak yeah. links. Yeah. You're putting maybe McCormick who's actually been hitting really well over the last few weeks at eight or mm-hmm. Jake Myers if he gets back to what he's supposed to do. And then Maldonado's been a league average hitter the last two months. Yeah, and definitely you're having in July nine. for sure. He really broke out. Especially with power, he had like four or five home runs. I yeah, no, he's been July. his OPS since June first is like seven oh three, and the league average is seven oh seven. Yeah, he's been perfectly. We'll take fine. it. We'll take it. Uh, of course, Mancini got a lot of attention. They get uh, Christian Vasquez from uh, Boston. That whole thing was weird. Just, uh, I mean, it, you, obviously Boston being in town, they were right there in Minute Maid Park, and. He was pregame when the word leaked. He was speaking with the media. Didn't even know that he had been traded. Uh, he was asked the questions. He was just talking as if he was still a member of the Red Sox. And then you get the old tap on the shoulder from the PR guy. Yep. Hey, get out of here. You're uh, not, you're not talking anymore. anymore. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that had to be a weird deal. He was close, obviously, with a lot of those guys. Big part of their playoff runs uh, in recent years. And uh, But everything I, I, I've heard – uh, is he's a he's a team first guy. I was speaking with him. I think a lot of people know Kit, the name Kevin Millar from mm-hmm. MLB Network. Uh, Kevin was at Minute Maid uh, on Tuesday, and uh, and he and I go back to 1992 when he was at Lamar University. And I was working in Beaumont, so I covered him, got to know him, and we've been friends for a long time. But uh, we ran in, in, into each other. He was there doing the Red Sox broadcast, and he said, "I said, tell me about Vasquez." He said, "Total class act." 
great defensive catcher, awesome with pitchers, similar to what we're seeing and, and know about Martin Maldonado. And then he looked and he said, and he can hit. Yeah. I mean, sure enough, I mean, you look at his numbers to, when he was traded. I don't know what it is now, but two, 280-ish, you know, seven, eight home runs and uh, very respectable. So it's a good piece to have, man. you got Martin. They're good friends. So I don't think there's any – uh, tension between those two, uh, but he's good to have on the club. But he's a rental as well. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. Is like they gave up these two lower level prospects, Willier Abreu, who I don't know honestly don't know a whole lot about. Yeah. I do know some about Emmanuel Valdez because he was in in AAA with Sugarland for a bit, and he had gotten really hot. Mm-hmm. He was hitting well in AA. He got sent up, and he was really hot in AAA. Right. That's a guy whose re- the prospect ranking list is a little different from what he's viewed now. He's ranked like twenty eight or twenty nine, and now he's more viewed of like seven, eight, nine. Uh, and that was the same thing happened with Mancini that happened with Christian Vasquez. So the Mets and the Red Sox were engaged. The Red Sox for a long time have liked this uh, AAA third baseman named Mark Vientos. Mm-hmm. Raw power, really good, would play well at Fenway. And the Mets didn't want to get rid of Vientos for a rental. So the Astros swooped in and said, mm-hmm. okay, will you do this you know, 29th-ranked prospect, middle infielder, Willier Abreu, and this Valdez kid who's been hot lately for Vasquez? And it worked. Mm-hmm. And so – they, they got that deal done. And this fits into the timeline that the Astros have with their catchers because Martin Maldonado is 10 games away from his vesting option hitting, and he's going to get paid $5 million next year to be their catcher. Right. Corey Lee has gotten a little bit of time this year. He's clearly not ready to He needs be, more triple He does. No he's clearly not ready to be the number two catcher on a playoff contender, real-world series contender right. type of team. Vasquez, plenty of experience in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Perfect signing, a perfect trade, rather, for the Astros. And then next year... Vasquez is gone. You bring up Corey Lee, he's going to have a full season, or you see what you have in Jainer Diaz. Right, who's climbing up quickly. Yeah. Man. Organizational depth is really good yeah. at that catcher position. They Fun needed immediate help, and I don't think they lost very much for that immediate help. So that's two yeah. phenomenal trades. Uh, I, I, I'm very impressed with what James Click did so far this uh, they should deadline. Get, if their report card comes out, I don't know if they have a league-wide, but it's got to be an A. Yeah. Uh, no, he's, a he, minus whatever, it's in that A category because – Three guys, the third guy we haven't even mentioned, Will Smith, the reliever from Atlanta. I mean, gave up Jake Odorizzi, but, man, it's a crowded rotation. you got so many. you got a surplus of starting pitchers. I mean, they can afford to give up yeah. one of those. And, and Odorizzi had the Arkiti. bigger contract. Yeah, and yeah. Arkiti comes out today and goes seven innings, right. scoreless. Struck out ten. Struck I out mean, ten, gives up, what, two hits, and had a yeah. perfect year, a no-hitter or whatever, going through five. Yeah. Urquidy also has that, that game four in 2019 um, in the World Series. I just don't think you can part with him because of that. Totally because agree. You saw totally it. Agree. You saw what he can do in a super high-pressure situation as a rookie. So mm-hmm. you know he's cool in that situation. He ditched the cutter in June. Right. He's been great since. And now, because of how well he's pitching, I think Urquidy might be your game four starter instead of Luis Garcia in the playoffs. I, I, I would have no problem with that at all. Uh, Odorizzi on him, you know, he was just hit and miss. I mean, then he, he was he, he kind of got hot, then had the setback. He was out for a while. Everybody's wondering, okay, is he going to come back to the rotation? What's his role going to be? It's just I think the not only, and I'm sure Dusty and him felt the same way, is which Odorizzi was going to show up. I mean, yeah. you, you pretty much when you hear, okay, Orkidi's going to start, you know, you and I are both saying, okay, Probably going to be a pretty good six plus right. inning start unless something Worst weird happens. Worst case scenario, five innings, a two run right. ball, a three run ball. Odorizzi, you didn't know if he was out going to be one of those nights where he's done in two innings and because he's getting rocked, or you know he was like his last start, pretty good. Uh, so I think that was a good move. Odorizzi gets a fresh start there in Atlanta on a really good team, and uh, Astros get Will Smith to come in that left hander. And you and I have been talking. 
they don't, they, you know, Dusty really wanted a left-hander, but they've had guys, right-handed guys that have been good against left-handed hitters. Yeah, so that's what I heard from the organization a couple days before the trade deadline was we are not going to overpay for a left-hander because mm-hmm. Hector Neris and Ryan Stanek have reverse splits and have been really good. If we can find the right deal, sure, we'll get a left-hander, but we're not just going to get a left-hander to get a left-hander. Right. And Odorizzi, straight up, for Will Smith is another good deal. Will Smith is expensive, so you have to trade him to, if you're the Braves, you have to trade him to a team that's willing to eat that money, that's willing to pay you know, $5 million or whatever he has left on his deal. So $13 million a year contract for him. Right. And the Astros, because they didn't sign Carlos Correa in the offseason, have this big window in between what their payroll is and what the luxury tax window is. And so they can do that. I, and I think that that was set up this way. It's like, let's see how the first few months go. Mm-hmm. We have plenty of room to make deadline additions. And we have plenty of money that if we need to add to our payroll at the deadline, we have plenty of room to do it. And that's exactly what happened because Odorizzi – and Odorizzi was kind of expensive too. So it was a, it was a deal mm. that worked out well for both teams. The Braves needed back-end rotation depth. The Astros needed um, a left-handed reliever. Mm-hmm. Both teams are trading from a position of strength. The Braves have way too many left-handed relievers, and that's one of the reasons I think they beat the Astros in the World Series last year because you are just not – more arms than you're on just that not, side. Yeah, yeah, you're just not used to seeing – Left-handed starter Max Freed, followed by sixth-inning A.J. Minter, followed by seventh-inning Tyler Matzik, followed by eighth-inning Will Smith. Lefty, 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 lefty. Mm-hmm. No team has that. And the Braves use that to their advantage. And this year, those guys are all a little diminished. They might not be able yeah. to use that same formula in the playoffs. I'm not ruling out, too. I'm not saying the Astros are a lock to go to the World Series or not. I think they're going to go deep. It's going to, I, I just don't see them avoid. I think it's going to be Yankees-Astros unless something really odd happens in the postseason. Right. Uh, so who knows who's going to advance the World Series. Hopefully it is the Astros. But, I, hey, as good as the Dodgers have been, I'm sure the Padres are now going to make a run with their additions and uh, – it all depends on who's hot, but man, it's, Atlanta's playing really good again. And I, we saw what happened in the playoffs last year. They went and took care of the Dodgers. Who knows? Maybe we'll get another Astros Braves World Series. Uh, but they they certainly have the pieces, as do the Astros. Yeah, Rysel Iglesias too. They had a really good deadline. Yeah. There's going to be, yeah. I think, a huge difference between the AL playoffs and the NL playoffs. The AL playoffs. I think it's just Yankees, Astros, ALCS. Yep. No other team is even close to those two. Mm-hmm. NL playoffs, there's like six there's really a lot of good teams. Dodgers, a lot Padres, of good teams. Cardinals, Braves, Mets, five teams right. that all can can make a It'll run. Fun to watch. Yeah. And it'll be here before we know it. Uh, final stretch of the season. You got the month of August, September, a few days into October, a little bit later ending this year, but uh, then they'll get it going and uh it's looking like the Astros are on pace to get uh then I'll play that first uh play in wild card round or whatever. Yeah. And uh so they'll be get a few days, so maybe that First weekend, maybe in October, might be their their uh, when they begin their playoff run. But uh, it's going to be fun. But the Astros, after Wednesday's game, uh, depends on when you're listening to this podcast right now, uh, when they ended their homestand, 68-38. and 38, So 30 games over 500. They avoided the sweep and got the win over the Red Sox. And now back on the road against uh, Cleveland. So we will keep an eye on things. But we want to check in here on the KPRC2 podcast. Talk a little Astros with you after the trade deadline came and went. And as you heard Ari and I talk, uh, very productive uh, moves by GM James Click. And he mentioned in his uh, news conference uh, on Tuesday that, uh, you know what, just praising owner Jim Crane. He said, this guy wants to win. He just tells us, go do what you need to do to win. So you got to love an owner that's, that's giving you that open door to go. Yeah, gave him the resources. Some more money, get players. Yeah, yeah gave the okay. resources, made the trades. The only thing that yeah. I think that 
can be criticized, and I totally understand why they did it, is Siri. I think fits Jose Siri, I think fits a really, really specific role on a good team. There's two types of teams that Jose Siri makes sense for. A really good team like the Astros, where yep. he can be a backup center fielder, play good defense. He's number two in the league in, in uh, center field defense and then speed on yep. the base paths. Or a bad team where he can get every day at bats because he's streaky and if he's not hitting right. every day, it gets cold and then if he, he can get hot. Uh, he's on the Rays now, which is kind of in the middle. The Rays are a good team, but like everyone in their outfield is hurt, and so he's going to be their starting center fielder. Maybe he was good hitting, for him. It would be, yeah, but yeah. he's hitting fifth in their lineup. Wow. So if you know if he can get really get that confidence with the bat offensively on the big league level, he's going to develop into a really nice player. He's already shown flashes of what he can do defensively. So in a little bit with the bat, just not as consistent. No. Uh, and the, the big league level, Triple A, he's been fine. But well, Triple A, yeah, yeah. He's, he's too good. The for big that league level, level, maybe the maybe the new um, new home for him in Tampa will be what uh, Jose Siri's looking for. So we're going to wrap it up, and I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Our uh, episode number four of the KPRC Two Sports podcast. I'm not sure if where you're listening this on. Click to Houston or KPRC Two Plus, but we appreciate you listening and checking it out. We'll do it each and every week right here on the KPRC2 Sports Podcast. For our Alexander, I'm Randy McAvoy. We will talk again next week. Take care.